Yeah, oh. yeah. All right, done. Now yeah, put it into podcast fight mode. Yes, done. <laughs> no, don't ring, please. Mm-mm. Mm. All right, so I better kick the show off, hey? Mm. All right, and welcome to the Pagey Train. Today we have in the studio Chris Elena, uh, filmmaker, um, director, writer. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I um, also forgot to mention, and your production company, which is Randominity. Uh, hasn't been as active as I had, as I hoped, um, but I still put it in front of movies because I have an affection for that name, that stupid name. It's strange how those kind of affections start, I yes. think. Yes. Um, uh, it's the same with Still Searching. The yep. G is missing from Still Searching, mm-hmm. and so is the apostrophe. Yep. Um, and when I write letters and stuff, the apostrophe is there, but from yep. the logo, mm-hmm. um, the apostrophe is missing. Yeah. And from everywhere, really, except for the letters. So it's consistent. <laughs> it doesn't need it. No, it's good that it has this weird little funk. Randomity is not a word. Well, it, <laughs> well of course. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> some, I thought it was, and then when we after we registered it, it I got told, no, it's, that's not a real word. And I'm like, well, fuck it, that's good. Randomity, I think it's a really good name. Why, thank you. I think it's great. Um, <laughs> still Searching is something that I it came out of a um, frustration on um, live.com.au when I was yeah. starting up a live email account that shows you how old that name name is kids um i think it was 2006 or 2007 yeah. where i come up with that and the reason i come up with still searching yeah is because i got trying i got sick and tired because i put in my name yeah someone else already had my name mm-hmm. and i go well i'll be you know ross page one yeah someone else already had that i'm like it's gonna be like this is it yeah um so <laughs> um it kept asking me for what name would you like your you know uh, email to be i've gone still searching yeah and when I typed in still searching, yeah. someone had already taken that. <laughs> so I removed the G. And then it's still searching. That's really? Yeah, yeah. That's how that's well that's where the where, that's where the um the email came from. That's my yeah. email. But when I started up the production company, I was using still search and email yeah. as the, the business end of And then lo and behold the G just yeah, and then yeah. All, and then I thought, and then I then I started to think about well, what does still searching mean in terms of film? Yes, and it's actually got a good meaning yeah. that I, I found akin to straight away, mm-hmm. and that is you know a single frame in a film is called a still. Yes, and if you're searching for a still, you're mm-hmm. searching for one particular moment. Still search ah, so still searching is searching for the perfect frame. That's cool. So that's where it sort of come from, but yeah. it came out of uh, a, a frustration typing an email in. <laughs> so well, I too well, am affectionate. Well, speaking of um, <laughs> bad emails, my email through school was I heart Huckabees at Hotmail. And I had so many friends at school going, what's a Huckabee? And then they found the film and they wanted to kill me after going, what was that bullshit? So I understand with emails. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny how you can have um, affections like that. But I think yes. randomity, that's that's pretty cool. Thank I, I you. Can, I can see how that would come about. Um, um, why did you pick it? Because it's just random films or? Um, so. Someone used the word in a sentence and I love the word and I really wanted to have a greater meaning than that, but I'm like, no, that's it. And then I I was thinking if you're having a production company, it has to be a word Mm -hmm. or a thing that either doesn't exist and it's ridiculous or if it does, it's not used much and when it is, it stands out. So certainly does. I like it. And then I found out the word doesn't exist and I'm like, oh, this girl, that's got to be a sign. Yeah, now it does now. (laughs) And then people were like, what do you mean random identity? And I'm like, random identity. Yeah, yeah, random identity. Yeah. I can see that problem, but that's, that's, okay that's fine but they're still thinking about it the more popular so. it gets yeah. you know the more that would be rounded out it'll yeah, be randomity exactly. yeah like, 
And, but I don't, like, don't get me wrong. If you had you know, a couple of a couple of beers, yes. maybe you could round an amenity. Yes, which okay. happens always. And that's even before the beer. So then I'm like, oh, I'm in trouble. Well, I suppose if you're at a film yeah. festival as well, generally we're drinking beer. Yes, generally. Yes. Um, but speaking of film festivals, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, again, I'd like to uh, congratulate you on your recent win at the St Kilda Film Festival. Thank you. Audience Choice Award, very impressive. Yes, which um, I never saw coming in a million years. Which I know they say, mm-hmm. don't be so modest. That uh, that's a problem. I am working. I'm working through as when making movies and as a filmmaker, but I never saw like I didn't think we'd get into St Kilda. St Kilda was, has been a dream festival for a hundred years. Mm. Um, then to get that, then screenplay we got from it as a judges award, and I'm like, mm. oh my god! And the, the writer was kind of in shock. I was with Bina, mm-hmm. um, who I'm sure you all know, and <laughs> she, everyone knows Bina. Yes. big shout out to Bina. Yes, Bina's the best. Um, there'll be a few of those, a few shouts to Bina throughout. Um, she was there, and uh, I heard I got that news, and I was like, man. It doesn't get better than that. Mm. And then Audience Award, that was a shock. That was out of 100 films. And our film doesn't have a very big budget at Mm. all. It didn't have a production company. We didn't get any funding. It was all me Mm -hmm. and a couple of a few friends who were very generous in helping. Mm -hmm. So to get that meant a lot, like really a lot. Yeah, I think so. Even just getting Innocent Kilda would be a fantastic feeling. Yes. Um, And, you know, getting the audience choice where it's not just that, you know, the judges haven't picked it. Yeah. The people sitting on seats have picked this yeah exactly you know people that um well the thing is because you know during covid because it was voted online i think yeah the the win and so everyone's behind closed doors watching content at the moment yes um i managed to get through a couple of hours of the st kilda festival yep i think they had a fantastic layout too by the way yes um their online presence was amazing it was easy to navigate Mm -hmm. and it was enticing and they'd give you tell you how long it would go for yes i think was valuable um but when because you you had your film we're talking about we haven't even mentioned the name of the film Oh, audio guide. Audio guide. Um, yeah, so audio guide. Um, you know, if I, you know, just to get my shameless plug in there, played at um, uh, Made in the West uh, Our second festival. Yeah, yeah. And um, it got a, uh, a lot of films get different receptions at Made in the West. Yeah. And um, there was something I must say about your film. Yeah. Where I think it was um, unique at the reception that it got. Yeah. And that is from other filmmakers. Yeah. Um, so um, like, there's some films that have played at Made in the West that are. Um, certainly the higher rung where it gets an audience reaction, you know, of some kind, whether Mm -hmm. it's a comedy or something that's, you know, a bit harsh on the soul. Yeah. And, you know, you'll get this audience reaction. Mm -hmm. But um, something, you know, particular about your film was that it got a big reception from the other filmmakers. Because everyone I've talked to about um, Audio Guide, Mm -hmm. they have a... They they mention it, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Out of out of the um, you know selection of films that are out there, yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm a, a lucky enough dude to actually you know see most of the content mm-hmm. in um, Western Sydney in a year, yeah. Because everyone sends us their film, yeah. So you get to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and most of it is pretty good. Most of it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and it is a bit of a marathon. We do it in a weekend. <laughs> so. I heard that um, from Jay and I didn't believe him. And yeah. then, yeah, that's that's a lot. We used to watch it all in one day. Oh. So I think once it pa- surpassed 13 hours of content, mm-hmm. that's when we like, um, actually, no, not we, um, the rest of my team yes. um, had to have a word with me about, look, um, can we split this into two pieces? Yeah. Because I'm just like, no, we watch it, we start in the morning yeah. and we'll finish at night. Yeah. Big <laughs> marathon, it'll be the best. Yeah, yeah, we'll just do it and, and pump it out. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we have discussions about changing the order. Mm-hmm. Don't watch all your faith, you know, the ones that you anticipate are going to be really good first. Yeah. Um, you've got to spread it out. <laughs> um, but yeah. through all of that, I guess my point is that you find, um, you know, different films get different receptions 
from different crowds. Yeah. And your film got a, you know, a, a unique response from other filmmakers. That's something that I noticed about it. Yeah, which is, that's so exciting uh, to hear. Well, uh, mostly because I never went to film school. Mm. I went, well, that's not true. I went for orientation day and it was between screenwriting or creative writing at Wollongong, University of Wollongong mm-hmm. and um, it was it, uh, learning how to write a script there and then other forms of writing and just really getting a hang of what a good script is before mm-hmm. I even know to direct it or going into film school. I'm not going to say the name of the film school because of what happened. Um, on the first <laughs> you day... You caused a scene? A little bit, but it was an accidental <laughs> one. Um, and I'm okay. sorry to the thousands of people I've told this story to. Thousands. That's okay. Um, we, can, we can tell the story again. Okay. Well, if you're, if the parts that you want to tell. I'll tell the whole thing. It's fine. Whole I just thing? won't say the name of the school because okay. I'm like, oh. Um, I think it was Leave just that some, bit out. I think it was just bad luck. I don't want to hate on the school, but it was, I, it was orientation day and I'm like, okay, maybe I just do directing. Just go into it. Really learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was about 10 years ago and I get there and I'm walking and I don't know anyone and the first person I walk past before the class even starts is a guy in a Where's Wally scarf and a really expensive coat and he's going and I overheard him say my parents are paying for this one the next one is on me and I was like well I'm in trouble um, <laughs> I'm in such trouble I'm so screwed oh no um, and I was like this scruffy kid like a bum like just going in there going oh I love cinema and this guy's like oh this one oh thanks parents i'm like oh fucked oh and, God. and i'm like okay no 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 I, I i'm ready i'm it's gonna be good and then the lecturer comes out he doesn't even say hello he doesn't ask for names he goes each one of you get up and tell me the film that got you into filmmaking um and people giving their answers there was a lot of seven there was a lot of fight club there was mm-hmm. a lot of godfather there was a lot of american beauty these mm-hmm. aren't i don't hate these films they're not bad films they just weren't my answer mm-hmm. i said smoke and aces which you, oh, yeah. which you have there. I do have Smoking Aces. I actually have that. Um, I've had that uh, three copies of that, one of which I've given away. Yeah, that, you need to spread the word on that film. Mm. It's a masterpiece. But um, And I said that. I watched it about six weeks ago. Really? Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> That's, I'm glad you said that. I don't, I don't like the end, though. I don't like the end of the film. I think it earns it. I think when the rest of it is so good, mm. you can do that. And it really, it goes off the rails, which is my favourite thing it a movie does. does. It does. No, I love it when a film does that. Well, there's two things that I really love in that film. Yes. One is the car. Yes. With the targets. Yeah, 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 at the, yeah the Tremor Brothers. Yeah, yeah, the Tremor Brothers target car. Yes. And it's actually a scene that involves that car where mm-hmm. you've got a, den, a dead Ben Affleck on the side of the road. Yes. And you've got this guy just um, hovering over him, making his mouth move like a puppet. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool. What movie does that? <laughs> what movie does that? When I saw that, I'm, I'm like, sorry, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgive you. Oh, I appreciate you. that. He's having this really <laughs> existential moment and it's shot in a really romantic way and the music. Like, this is wonderful. Like, mm. And I said that, and like, where's Wally uh, Scarf dude gets up and goes, go on, explain that one. And he had this like huh, th- uh, manner to he him. He scoffed. And he scoffed. Oh, and I wow. could see the curls shake on his head when I said it. And there was this violent like shake on him. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, how dare he? Soderbergh's rolling in his grave. Soderbergh's not dead. And <laughs> so he goes, go on, explain that one. And 
even the lecture and some people laughed i was a bit like oh this guy's serious like he wasn't laughing he wasn't smiling mm. and even the lecturer was like you can do better than that and when he said that i'm like i'm not staying but i'll finish i'll finish this sector because mm. i want to answer this i said no i can't do better because that movie's great why is that a bad answer and he goes oh it's a tarantino ripoff and i'm like have you seen it and he goes well no and i was like okay well that's problem one um they, they, he said well what did it teach you and i said it's, it's a bit harsh i'm doing that not having seen the film exactly but that's what i mean they looked at a trailer and it mm. was very um uh, i got terms for this it's called lace coat What's that, sorry? It's a lace curtain, sorry. What's it's a lace curtain scenario. What's a lace curtain scenario? Because, you know, you're from a neighbourhood with lace curtains. Yeah. It's a yeah. lace curtain scenario. Pretty much. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and then he goes, well, what did it teach you about filming? I said, it taught me colour grading. Mm. It taught me um, It taught me geography in a room, in a space, like the shootout in the, with the elevator mm-hmm. and then going up to the next level and that everything in that, that film has amazing blocking mm. and shooting. Um, and just it taught me about performances and doing things differently and going mm. against a genre even if you're stuck living within those conventions i just really loved the film and that was just teaching me technical things that i wouldn't have got otherwise and watching yeah, other films okay. like De Palma, when people say that they learnt um split di- uh, split diopter shots and mm-hmm. things like that i was learning that watching a film that most people clearly didn't think was much mm. and i said that and they said no that's not good enough you can pick a better film and i said okay crank two and then the, <laughs> and he he just went no he goes he goes no you can't pick that one and i said hey have you found wally yet and he was pissed off oh, and then he got and then i no. and then i said can you tell me what the bag in american beauty represents life and meaning he said Mm-mm, that's not good enough i wasn't trying to be a prick i just mm. felt so defeated and i'm like oh Jesus. yeah no but see, when someone's casting arrows at you you have a tendency to um, be prickly back right? yeah exactly you and know? that was more of a defense thing and i'm like oh man and then even the lecturer and then um he goes well what what things do you want to do with with movies and i said i want to shoot on film i really want to shoot on 35 i want to play around with super 16 super ambitious yeah which i no, but i love it i love the look uh, the feel you're a crazy man oh i love it no <laughs> I, I, I i'm not a fan of digital no offense to the camera that's shooting me right now um <laughs> and they said no film's dead and they said no we're film's not dead this was in 2010 when it was still I going i said that in very high pitch film's not dead it's not <laughs> i you, i thought it you said it that was mm. in the room because no nah, film's dead you gotta just adapt adapt or die we're shooting digital you know and, and well, uh, be that as it may i know but like to say film's dead and don't do it and like don't you know don't live in the past vinyl I'm sounds like, better yeah vinyl sounds better right it does and, and and there is a process to it have you ever like you know anyone that's sat um uh, with a um um a real projector behind yep. them uh flickering away yes um uh, the imperfections that come from nature yeah. from photographic uh, chemical um, reactions yes um you know from your golf balls to you know yeah. uh, tints oh, colors that. lighting yeah these things are formed from nature digital doesn't yeah. do that no digital you can replicate and do the same thing over and over and over again yeah exactly and then they said to give me one reason why you choose film over digital so bad even though it's on its way out and i was and i was like i'm i'm about to walk out but okay i mm. said digital pushes color away film embraces it mm. and he didn't say anything after that and they just moved to the next person they mm. didn't like have a conversation with me about it and i'm like i'm leaving so you're probably going to the wrong school that's what i'm sen- sensing well i went to other people said they had a great time there this was just a day where i'm like everything is against me being here so let me let me look at screenwriting maybe there's a lesson in that there's a lesson in that yeah i think so was it better to go the screenwriting route though because obviously you know going into screenwriting then you've gotten into directing anyway yeah you know was that a better route anyway um 
Yes, but it's not for the reason that I thought it would be. I learning learning how a good script works and workshopping with writers and them giving me feedback, even though their forte wasn't screenplay, it was prose or it was poetry. Mm. Their feedback was vital, and I was learning more from them than I was the screenwriters because mm. I learned more that screenwriters and this is ex- especially myself included have that love of their own dialogue because it's so much fun to write dialogue one after the totally. other after, and it's kind of someone said that it's a way of cheating in terms of writing because you're just writing line 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 description yeah there's line, it's line, all it's, a, it's a, there's a saying for it um uh, telling and not um showing exactly. or showing and not telling yeah exactly and then prose people uh, prose writers were showing they were mm. all showing they said you need that for screenplays and i'm mm. like huh I don't. I don't know. You got to paint a scene. Yeah, you got to paint a scene when you're writing. Exactly, hard thing to do. Exactly, and then through that, I was then learning directing in my own way in terms of looking at other people's work, Mm. thinking how would you make that into a movie, Um, and then watching more films, thinking from that writer's perspective, and and then just adapting from there. So Mm. it did, but I then eventually never learnt how to uh, directing or anything otherwise. I just learnt on on set and just got through. That's a good way to do it. Like there's different. um, No, um, I think I've had this similar experience of what you're talking about mm-hmm. uh, we were all standing up um, in film school and everyone's standing up talking about what films they, they're inspired by yep. and I started rattling off some Michael Bay stuff right yeah. you know like uh, Armageddon yes you know and these are cheesy films right yeah um, but I love them yeah. they're great they inspire me um, like you can't you have to you can't help but feel when you know Bruce Willis is on a asteroid yeah. or is it a meteor it's an asteroid yeah. comet yeah. It's a comet. Yeah. All right. <laughs> he's on a comet, drilling into it. You've got tradies on the moon. Let's not worry about logic. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, he's on. <laughs> that's right. He's got the nuke and he's just talked to his daughter. Yes. And, you know, it's because we've got roses in the in the wintertime. And, yeah. you know, he blows himself up, man. Puts a lump in your throat. Yes. Well, that, but that's the thing, something like Michael Bay, where you can learn from that, where mm. being too much, too many flourishes, having 11 cameras to get, um, 11 cameras everywhere just to get a decent bit of coverage. I'm like, that's great. I think Tony Scott does it better. Mm. I think Tony Scott's a genius, but sorry, I'm going into movie ramble. But um, no, if you told me Michael Bay, I'd be excited. And I'd talk to you about Bad Boys 2 and how that highway Mm. chases, the coverage on that. Mm. And then Armageddon, how that scenario barely makes sense, but Mm. you don't care. And I'm like, well, then he's doing his job. Yeah, yeah, he totally suspends disbelief. Yeah, exactly. That's right. You know, and I think if um, Michael Bay stares at anything long enough, it explodes. Yes, which Um, is great. Which I think is fantastic. That's wonderful. (laughs) Warms my heart. But yeah, no, I I got a similar reception. People, and like my uh, mentor, I soon to be mentor at that time, um, was like, so disappointed in me. You know, just absolutely disappointed. Yeah. Now he was a ferocious filmmaker. Though he'd just tell you what you know, um, what you needed to know. Yeah. Right. And had no holds barred. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah oh, there was. I was at um, getting uh, my film marked, and you know, you're sitting in a, a theatre room, uh, watching everyone's mm-hmm. film, and the film before mine um, had finished playing, and he turned around to the filmmaker and said, "This is the kind of film that I utterly detest." Um, it is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. I think um, that has no message. There yeah. is no language here at all. It yeah. is just a selection of pitches put together. Yeah. Um, you need to try harder. Jesus. Ross, you're up next. Ross, <laughs> 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 like, what are you coming for me? Oh, and it's like, oh, why, dear. Why? Yeah. But he liked it. That was all right. Oh, um, that's good. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think um, I did my thesis in the study of uh, the transfer of... Uh, digital to film really yeah okay yeah okay. i used um uh examples like fight club yes um yeah. talking about breaking the rules in lighting using yep. fluorescence actually no yes. that was a separate paper 
What is everyone? I'm, I'm getting all mixed I'm up. I'm getting excited. I talked talk about all these papers, yeah. <coughs> yeah, but I just think it's cool that you can get a, a distinction on writing a 2,000-word es- essay on um, Fight Club. <laughs> yes, yep. <laughs> yes, and I did watch it 47 times. That's okay. Um, <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think... You know, it's it's ironic. The thing that I learnt was very ironic. Yeah. If you shoot a film on digital, yeah, and it becomes a classic, yes, they then have to print it to film to store it for the archive. Yep. See, <coughs> I think I'm dying. That's okay. I am too. So it's film, apparently. Are you okay? <coughs> yeah. Uh, in the Sylvia Plath sense of the word, we're all dying. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> When they print a film uh, yeah. for storage, it has to go to. It has to be printed on film. Yes, they actually print them to film now. And a few of the Cinematheques who run those twenty fifth anniversary screenings have to show it on celluloid mm. um, because they don't have digital projectors <coughs> at there. And I'm like, and it doesn't look great when you put it from digital to film. Um, Michael Mann's mm. work, uh, Miami Vice specifically, mm-hmm. which I have mixed feelings on. Very mixed feelings. I know people adore it. Um, I think I had no idea we'd be talking about these films. Sorry, when I, d- when I dive into this with you, I didn't know where we were diving. Well, that's okay. Well, here it is. Here um, we are. <laughs> are you are you a Michael Mann fan or like? Yeah, a, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I like these films. I like the films you're like, talking about. Did you like Miami Vice? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to ask you about. I'm going to talk about it from the and ask what you think of it as as I do. It's not, it's not a top shelfer, but. You know, yeah. I was going, oh yeah, it's all right. Well, when I first saw it, I despised it. Mm. I just thought it was the worst, and the look of that made me. I'm shooting film forever, <laughs> like fuck digital. This is disgusting. And then Michael Mann's like, no, it's it's real and it's everything. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. Um, but with with Miami Vice, apparently they had to convert it to 35 after they shot it on handy cams in mm. 2006, like when digital really wasn't there yet. Mm. Um, and it looked awful. And even Michael Mann was like, <coughs> you're making me wish I shot film, and I hate film now. And I'm like, oh, wow. But yeah, that conversion. When you do digital to film, it doesn't look the same. Yeah. Unless the only one is 70 70 prints. Mm. 70 prints are the only one because you have to do another color grade, apparently. Mm. I don't know if that's true, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, uh, there is, um, but there is arguments for digital though. There yes. is uh, like yeah, other than absolutely. other than the um, the process. Um, yep. I mean, as in uh, um, um, taking things by advantage. Like yep. uh, I think uh, um, an example uh, that I can think of is um, twenty eight days later. Yes. So twenty eight days later, they shoot a scene where he's walking through a. Um, Empty London. Mm-hmm. So they got a whole bunch of, I think it was a Panasonic um, HX1000. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they, that is. If I've got that right, I'm awesome, but I doubt it. I so hope, go and, you, go I hope Google, you do have that right. Go yes. Google check me, people. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure, no, H, uh, uh, HX700. No. Nah, 900. Yeah. It's around there. It's HX. Okay. Panasonic HX. He set up 17 cameras pointing at this one shoot because he yeah. can only block off traffic for 10 minutes to yeah. do this shoot. Mm-hmm. He couldn't have done that on film. No. Not in this, you know. And nor with the lighting they had as well because it was like early morning glaze as well. Mm. And yeah, yeah, no, that's true. There are... Um, one thing about digital as well, because I never went to film school and I like learning as much as I can on set, I mm-hmm. love the process of film, which I know filmmakers despise. Mm-hmm. When you shoot it and then you have to take it to a lab, you can't just sit there and rewind and watch it and then go back yeah, again. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no review. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. There's no reviewing of it. That's great. That's good for me because then it makes me go, that makes me work twice as hard on looking at performance, mm-hmm. um, looking at blocking, where I'm like, no, I don't. Of course. Yeah, and it, but it's more 
trusting you learn to trust your instincts more mm. you learn to rehearse more you learn to do more on the day before you start shooting so you get two amazing takes or three mm. amazing takes instead of 10 okay ones even just by review it's yeah. more of like your setups you're working harder on those and you're trusting your dp more which my the dp for audio guide and the other films i've made um he's he shot part of bad boy bubby mm-hmm he shot uh, Stupid Stupid Man, which used to be on TV One. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a veteran. like He's um, late 50s, and he's amazing. And because I don't know much, and because he knows film, and because we don't have that thing of rewinding and looking, mm-hmm. I trust him more. I listen to everything he says, yeah, and but these, This is more. what's changed. This is, this, is what, this is all my thesis. You're talking about all yeah. my thesis here, because people have reviews, so it's changed performance. Yeah. Because now you can go and have this mirror experience, yeah. you know? It's the same way that the mirror changed history you know mm, where people yeah. are looking in the mirrors all the time yes um by looking into the review immediate review it's like looking into the mirror yes. immediately mm-hmm. without an edit process it's raw yeah. it's there um don't get me wrong like in film they have that experience for dailies as yes. they, they would call it yeah, yeah but this is a day later it's not the actor seeing what they've just done yes so even that relationship has changed how yeah. we shoot um we're more scrupulous yes. um we're, we're prepared like don't get me wrong there's still money ticking when you're hitting roll because you've got your data space oh yeah and especially in higher grade stuff once you start yep. hitting the 4k mm-hmm. you're looking at about 17 to 35 gigabytes per minute yep that's a lot of data wrangling. Yep. So that it is expensive, not as expensive, but still expensive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I've lost my train of thought. Where was I going? Oh, I know, I know. There's so many ways to digital. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but I think um, yeah, yeah the, the, the there is the um, downside of um, uh, the upside of digital. Yes. But um, yeah, I think they only started getting it right. I think it was um, uh, Star Wars, Star Wars 1 they did, I think, which is not a really Is that good with episode 1 where George Lucas was so yeah. excited to try out? Yeah. Well, he, he owns rights to the chips, the digital cameras. That's why he was pushing for it. Thanks, George. Um. That's where we made a lot of money. That's why yeah. he's a billionaire. Really? Is that yeah, why? Yeah, it's not just Star Wars, man. He, he's the guy that um, uh, pioneered and pushed for digital um, capture. That's insane. He's the guy. Well, do you know where digital cameras were also used from 2005 or six onwards heavily, and they had and they fought for the tech, the best technology just so they could capture this. Adam Sandler films, mm. Click, I think was the first mm. completely shot on digital wide release where it looked closest to 35 or an mm. actual film print. I don't think it does. I can see it, but like it does, it looks closer than something like Miami Vice or mm. Public Enemies, where it's shot like a handy cam. So it was like it was comedies that were fighting for and i understand that mm. um i'm gonna go into a, a small tangent i was a, sorry, a slight ramble with uh judd apatow are mm-hmm. you a fan of his films who's, Jabba, who's judd apatow you don't shut up uh i probably do by his films. 40 year old virgin knocked up yeah yeah, funny no, people. yeah i like these films yeah okay cool yeah, yeah funny people i think is a masterpiece but that's another story um i like knocked up yeah that was pretty good yeah, knocked up's good. yeah. but um he was shooting on 35 and he was insisting on shooting on 35 and he goes no 35 looks beautiful we're making a film like it really is a i don't want to shoot digital i don't want to do it just for the safety of that we mm. will get the budget we'll work with it the actors are good enough or it doesn't we don't need to worry about blah 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 um and then kodak was sending him bottles of dom perignon because he was spending millions and millions and millions of dollars of film because mm. he was so much outtakes and improvising um oh, I think, so he's gone kubrick on this thing he's gone kubrick <laughs> i think he shot well funny enough 137 takes of walking upstairs with a baseball bat let's go well stepbrothers <laughs> has shot the most amount of film apparently on any film ever they shot oh, wow. a, a million feet worth of film fuck 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a very good movie. I, I, I know that's a. I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's so fantastic. Like, yeah. yeah. And I, it looks amazing too. But that's another story. I had a fantastic setting to watching that film for the first time. I was in a drive-through in WA in the back of my Ute. Yeah. With a bottle of champagne and my soon-to-be wife. That's amazing. Not soon to be. Like ten years later, my yeah. wife. But that's pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, that's, not too, that's close. Um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. See that that film just works wonders. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, and, then, and then he went on to do the Big Short, and I was like, I knew you were a genius, even though Step Brothers. Big is amazing. Short, man, that was a bit of an eye opener. Yes, um, I think that. Yeah, that was just a big kick to the nuts when you really think about it. It's a, it's a fictitious story with it set in you know reality. Yeah. Oh, it's one of the most depressing films ever made, <laughs> but it, the the surface level of it doesn't. Give mm. That um, well, not completely, um, but yeah. But filmmakers like Adam McKay and Judd Apatow are comedy filmmakers who are mm. like, no, we're shooting on film. Mm. There is, I, I'm still fighting. I'm still sh- talking about film after three hours. But um, <laughs> no, it really is a thing. Of, like I was learning from these people. Mm. I'm learning from the filmmakers. Going, no, we have to shoot on film because there is a magic to getting something. Um, in the moment mm. it was more like them trying to capture things in a moment where digitally you can't do that because everyone's watching the monitor mm. film you don't have that film you don't well, have everyone that's where I was going before when I lost my train of thought actually <laughs> I, was, I was talking about like I was trying to get around to the point of um, you know um, that review um, I, I, I still work to film ratios yeah. like I know a lot of directors that don't they don't know they don't work to a film ratio like if you need to capture one minute of footage yeah you shouldn't be filming more than three minutes to get it yeah if it's if you're filming more than three minutes to get one minute of footage yeah you're blowing your budget yeah yep. you're blowing a lot you're creating a lot of work mm-hmm. it's right up there with um clapping your shots like a lot of yes. um uh junior filmmakers um that i've worked with yeah. they, they will usually people hand me a bag of shit and go can you fix this like all right so yeah and the worst one i hate fixing for people is when they haven't clapped their scenes so you got you yeah. just got a mess of audio files and you know video files but yeah i think i reduce i reduce review so actors go can i have a look at that I go no we're gonna do it again yeah you, you can't see how i don't want you to see it yeah i'm the same no i don't want you to see it because i've got you where i need you yeah and we're doing this collaboration thing and you've you've read your lines yeah you've rehearsed we've all you know we've rehearsed it yeah you know where you are i know where you are you don't need to see this because it's going to yeah. change your emotions yeah it's going to put something artificial into what i'm doing yes so i'm big um uh, stickler for not letting actors see the screen me too times a million and that um, is an influence from film yeah that's okay that's what i learned on film times a thousand don't show people the money just you and the cinematographer because yeah. now you've seen the film yeah you've already got enough arguments yeah. between you and them yeah exactly exactly <laughs> like, shit on 65 no no <laughs> so, um, but what that's true because what i do does that is look, that, that is that sharp does that look sharp yeah. It's sharp. Yeah, exactly. Are you sure? <laughs> Does it look like a painting? And it's like, don't do the accent. Get out of here. <laughs> but poor, poor Kim. Like, cinematographer. And he edits the film as well. And he goes, I'm sick of you. Go away. Um, <laughs> but, but he loves film as well. But I have that discussion with the actors, first thing, or the actor, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I... I, the first thing I ever say to an actor when working with them, not that I've done it that many times, is... Um, your working with you should be and will be my favorite thing about this mm. um and i want you to trust me and i want us to develop this film more and i want you to know what it looks like before we shoot because i don't want to show you the monitor mm. because when we're shooting on film we're going to only get two to three takes maybe four five max maybe mm. just for coverage sake or just to be safe we're doing it because we're going to capture things in the moment and we're really going to work hard to get every moment perfect yeah we don't have to keep splitting up this moment giving you time to look at it exactly yourself. and it's like 
I just need you to trust me. I want you to trust me before we shoot. So mm. when we, when I say cut, you know that we got it. Mm. It's not just me. Oh, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm going to publish it. However, it looks, dude. Anyway, do you it. Know. Do I'm going to publish it anyway. Do it. You know, and I yeah. always publish it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. that's what I was saying. I was saying, um, uh, we were talking about it off air. Um, uh, I think a lot of filmmakers go through, a lot of, you know, in the last five years, talk to a lot of filmmakers. <laughs> and the most frequent thing that, I, um, that comes up is about people not releasing their material. I hold on to their material. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, are you, are you someone that like? Um, oh, now I've got this, and like, I don't know if I want to show anyone this. Is this the? Is this when you've made a film? And yeah. Then yeah. No. Um, I. I <laughs> fantastic. Need, That's a fantastic answer. No, I need criticism. I need feedback. I need to learn. Mm. Um, I need to show it. I the movie I made before audio guide i love but it's a mess mm. and i know it's a mess and i know it's my fault and i didn't write it uh, no, i wrote it mm. and that's the problem um because it was just me i didn't give the script to enough people and mm. then therefore i got the film and i'm like no there's problems with it there's too many problems it's 21 minutes long i was going to submit it to man in the west I'm like no it's 21 minutes mm. um so that's why audio guy was like thank god mm. just under 15 mm -hmm. but um i got it and, and i remember showing people and everything i did on audio guide all the decisions i made was because i showed people the thing that i I knew wasn't good mm. or wasn't great I, mm. I do i really love it i still do and the actors love it mm. which warms my heart but as a movie it doesn't quite mm. gel so no i do it to get feedback alone and i want pe people that i'm showing and audiences i want them to be on the same playing field mm. as me i'm like no 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 there's none of this like auto bullshit where like no i'm hiding it it is a master no fuck that I want you to watch it. Let's have a conversation. Yeah, great. I want you to, yeah. I think it's a valuable um, thing to know. Um, yeah. I think um, people are, um, are too scared, um, even of their worst work. Yeah. Um, like, don't get me wrong, um, I put out some bad things before. Yeah. And I still leave them there. Like, people, well, why don't you take that down? I'm like, nah, because that was, that was there and then, man. Yes. That's what it is. And I don't mind the contrast. Yeah. Um, when you're looking at things that are, um, you know, a bit better produced, and they go, yeah, that's really great. And I'm like, well, that stays there too. Yeah. You know, I'm not, you don't have to be so precious with it. Um, I, I, I dare say, though, there, are, there have been some, a little bit of footage that I've held back recently, but that's just because it technically doesn't go together. And it wasn't something that I'd written and directed. Yeah. So, but, um, oh, man, I'm chomping at the bit. COVID has uh, slowed me down. Like, I haven't done a production in two years. Yeah. And I had it all lined up and uh it's not happening at the moment that's good you can work on it more yeah that's true that's the sign i know i know it was ready to shoot i was ready to shoot i was lining up the shoot good <laughs> work on work on the things that are going to save you a take and a, and better performances do it this yeah. is the time well, i know it's important it sucks. you gotta you do have to save time on your takes though yeah because you can get to you can get to it yeah well mm. the thing is like i i also learned with film I shoot a movie every two years. I don't mm. do I don't do anything in between, which is bad. I know that's bad, but mm. I'm. It's the idea of like I'm going to spend two years on this. Mm. So if I know it doesn't work, I know the things that I fixated on too much. Like I really am all mm. about process of learning and going from that. Um, and I think with COVID at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, well, a lot of people were gearing to shoot things and then it stopped, but then I'm seeing them work on it more. Mm. And it's just, and it's, it's time that you go, oh, I didn't need this. I was ready. And it's like, mm. were you? You mm. just, you're never ready for a movie mm. in my head. And it's like, well, you know. Yeah, you're never ready. No. Yeah, movies are like children. You're just never ready. Yeah. Not that yeah. I have kids, but you know, yeah. that's it's what they tell me. It's the excitement. It's the excitement. <laughs> and then it happens like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, no. Still works with kids. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. But you, um, uh, you're working on a uh, new uh, flick at the moment that you're yep. um uh, brave enough to go and crowdfunding for i've never done crowdfunding i've always been scared of crowdfunding me too, me too. um uh, but you're working on a ref i think which is another good name um a refused classification thank you i think that's another <laughs> great name 
Um, yeah, really catchy, especially, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe you're making films for filmmakers. Maybe. Maybe. Because I never went to film school. I'm yeah. like, please, you know, I, I just want to earn their trust yeah, yeah, and yeah. their love. This is, you're making these films as your way of um, uh, strangling them with their Where's Wally scarf. Pretty much. <laughs> it's like, I got you. And it's like, oh, dear. <laughs> Chris, what, what, who have you got? Oh, nothing. I'm <laughs> just like strangling Where's Wally scarf on set. Like, okay, no, we'll do another take. We can't look at it. Um, well, we're not to talk too much about it because you, know, you obviously don't want to give too much away. Yeah, I can, um, I can give some things away. That's but okay. um, what's the motivation behind it? What, what are you up to? Um, this is... It's a dream project and it's one that'll never get funded. Um, and then I went to a producer who loves Audio Guide and they run a theatre company and they, they're used to getting theatre projects off the ground and he said, crowdfund it. If it flops, I'll find another way, but mm. just crowdfund it, let people know it exists. And when they read the synopsis or when they read what it's about, they'll know why it didn't get funding. Mm. It really isn't a case of, because I, with every other thing I've made, I've just done it myself. Mm. I've tried for funding. They've said, nope, I'm not qualified or I'm not this or not that. And I was like, if I do this, it'll be five years. Mm. If I do, if I crowdfund, it'll be this this year or early next year, depending on where we are at the moment. And, um, and have you got crowdfunding ports open at the moment for it or are you just starting it off? Uh, so I started it two weeks ago and and just via uh, Australia Cultural Fund because because the way things are at the moment I want people to get their money back via Mm. tax returns I don't want to offer prizes no Mm. one wants prizes Mm -hmm. they want their money back and I get that and well tax time's coming up so where can they go to uh, fund your film yes oh yes (laughs) www no it's it's via the Australian (laughs) Cultural Fund and it's under refused classification Um, man the graphics for it already look uh, alright man I I was looking at your um, your cover page and I'm like bam (laughs) Um, refuse classification um, mm-hmm. oh, well me I suppose that's something that's a, a bit to my own heart I've done a, f- a couple of classification courses I understand what goes in behind classification really? okay. yeah yeah at the um I don't know what they call themselves, the, what the Institute of Classification, whatever oh, they call the them. OFLC? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay. So, because um, when I used to work in um, uh, TV, I had to have uh, qualification to yeah. um, classify material that goes to where. So I got to do um, a yearly course yeah. on what teaches you about classification. Okay. So I know all the ins and outs and how they do it. And I can know what you can get away with putting up and what you can't. Okay, and that's fascinating because that's what it is about. It is fascinating. I can, I can, I can tell you all kinds of crazy stuff that can be on TV. We can get into the draft because I think it's all about sure. context. Yes. If you have a crazy, like, yep. All I need to do is direct you to SBS uh, after twelve a.m. Yes. And that's a joke. And you'll know what I'm talking about. Yes, that's the joke. That's a joke in the right. film. Well, whoops. No, there isn't. No, no. Um, well, there may be a joke like there that. There might be an SBS joke. I, um, I, I did want one, but I don't think I'll, I'll get away with it. Um, just give it another name. Give it. Call it um, uh, C, uh, uh, SBS. You can call it... Um, what rhymes with S? Well, I think, I think, well, there, there's the Freudian slip. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, now you know everything about the film. Please go donate. Um, no, no, no. So I'm doing it from the MPAA, mm-hmm. um, the MPAA's perspective, because I, all right. So the, the, I've had this idea in my head for about five years, and when the when they said crowdfund it, they're like, because the synopsis will tell you why you didn't get money. Mm-hmm. Firstly, um, the funding bodies at the moment, even with COVID grants, because there was a lot, and I was like, great, mm. we got rejected from all of them because they don't do standalone shorts. You have to have a feature behind it, or it has to be an existing work yeah. that you're turning into a short as a proof. Yeah, of I know. Concept. I know all of these caveats and uh, yeah. um, nooks and crannies that they are. I call it. Um, 
uh, application fatigue. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Pretty yeah. much. Got a lot of those. We mm. tried a lot, and I was like, and then he goes, just crowdfund, please. And I was like, all right, you'd we'll be do better it. for it, dude. Yeah, and then lo and behold, we're yeah. doing a little bit too well. Um, oh wow! So you now got a whole new pressure. Yeah, well, you, yeah. You could have failed. It would have been way easier. I know. I'm like, great. <laughs> I have to make it. No, I have to. And it's like, oh, oh that dream movie. The dream project is the the no one. No one's going to pay me. This is the easy way out. <laughs> well, well, pretty much. Well, the thing with a, a dream project with filmmakers, and I've always wanted to make one, and this is it. This is the dream one. Um, it's always the one where it's the ambitious disaster. Mm. It's the one they don't get right. The filmmaker loves the most, and everyone just kind of has 50-50 opinions on it. And 10 years later, they think it's okay. And they start bringing spoons and throwing it at the screen sort of pretty thing. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, if only we made that movie. I'll get, it, I'll get into a few of those what inspired this. But, yeah, this is the dream project because it's about... Um, it's about the MPAA and how they haven't changed their their system, and how if you if you had a scenario and then the MPAA saw that scenario mm. and gave you a list of things to fix, mm. what would that scenario look like if, now that you've seen the in its original form mm. and you know that it's not harmful to children mm. or anyone, mm -hmm. but it's just a, a content thing, yeah. um, and it goes on from there where it's like, what are their biases? what what tone mm. and it, it's more of tone and context and how they put that into play and how they ignore context at times because it's in they itself do. in itself I too offensive but it's not um and i'm using queer poly and by uh relationships in film because there's not there's very few where mm -hmm. there's uh poly relationships mm. professor marsden the wonder woman mm -hmm. have you ever seen have you seen that no it's about the guy who um invented wonder woman mm -hmm. and he was in a relationship with two women mm -hmm. and it's about how he was married to two women and they had this beautiful relationship um but he was caught by censors because they found out about it not yeah, no, this is this is a big, big deal. Yeah. Um, it, it, more so in the past than yeah. it is now, but there's other biases now that are all about um, social consciousness. Yes. So, if you if you cross into... Um, and different and different countries are different. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, Austin Powers is yes. an example. Yep. Um, you know, when he, you know, um, he's holding up his hand against the um, steamroller that's coming yes. towards him Stop. going, No! Yeah, and it's way away. Yep, yep, yep. And then he dies, and then it goes to his Bucks <laughs> party. They go, where is Tom? Tom's not here, man. Ah, uh, no, it goes to the family. Oh, the family. Yeah. The, fam the other one's the um, sharks with laser beams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it goes to the family. Where's dad? He was uh, he was going to be my dad and you guys are going to get married and it was all good. Yeah. Um, in the American version, they cut that out. Because, Are you serious? Yeah, because it, it, it encroached on family values. <laughs> but yet they still have the chick that has tits that shoot yes. bullets, right? Yep. They still keep that bit in. Yeah, exactly. That bit's okay. Yeah. But the family values, that's got to go. Well, I, again, I don't know if this is true or not, but Big Daddy... Mm -hmm. There's two. There's his friends. Are, there's a gay couple, two guys, and there's a scene where they kiss. Um, now they had to add music to that mm. because to play it for comedy value because they got an R. Even though the rest of Big Daddy was fine, which if you watch Big Daddy now, I dare you to tell me how that's fine. And mm. then seeing the two guys kissing was a threat to human to family values. They had yeah. to add music and they had to add reaction shots to make it funnier. Yeah. It's so strange it wasn't stuff. scary. And then it's I, very strange stuff. And I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry which is one of the most homophobic films mm. on the planet but uh, cut that out please but <laughs> but all the same they there's a lot of things where 
like the rest of that movie was fine which mm. if you watch it now again it's really questionable mm. and the things they say i'm like dude just give it an r please um but there's a scene where they're about to kiss in a, in a courtroom mm. um and then dan Aykroyd storms in and mm. gives a speech that wasn't in there they gave it to a test audience and then the mpaa gave it an r because they kissed mm. um, to prove their relationship so they can keep the benefits of i don't know if you've seen the film but this mm. is it's a remake of strange bedfellows yeah okay yeah, yeah. um but the scene of two men kissing was an art. Everything else was fine. And the rest of that film is pretty rough. Um, yeah, but this is how they do it, right? Yeah. It's easy to classify an R or an M or an MA. Mm-hmm. It's easy to classify it because you only need um, a very small trigger to do it. Like um, M, you're allowed one fuck. Yep. If you get to two fucks... Not in Australia. They got it eased up. And MPAA, it's not. But then... But there's an example, though, of where they draw that line. As yeah, soon as you exactly. hit two fucks, you, 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 you're bumped up. Yeah, exactly. As soon as you, um, you know, drop a C-bomb... You're an R. Yeah. You're R straight away. Yeah, exactly. Um, as soon as you've got a, um, uh, any frontal nudity, you're R. Yep. Um, they, these are easy qualifiers. The harder qualifiers are when you start talking about poo and bum yep. and jerk. Mm. Um, these kind of ideas, that's where it gets really grey. Yeah. There is a more, there is a bigger list between G and PG about words that can be used yep. than there are in R. And MA. Uh, give me that list. I've got it. I'll just make the sequel. There's a pamphlet. You go on the there's on their website. They've got all of it. Really? Yeah. They've got a whole pamphlet of how this all works. They, yeah. They, they'll give it to you laid out. It's public. It's public knowledge. But do they give? Do they give the biases? Uh, it, it, they won't give that bad. bad. They don't exactly. give that bad. You have exactly. to actually look at. I think I don't know if it's true. I need to. I need to look this up. But I, apparently, as well, they reclassified Sesame Street from the 80s to be M. Huh? Yeah. Why? Because by today's standard. Yeah. It's M. That's Because of the context. Yeah. Like, for instance, if you a CSI, you might not see a murder, but if someone starts talking about yeah. a murder, that raises the um, uh, the awareness of the film. Yeah. Well, I, I think my with Refuse and just where it came from in general, it kind of goes back to relationships and violence, mm. where um, a, a gay couple is an R, a straight couple's PG. Mm. Um, someone gets murdered. It's PG. If there's a if there's blood, there's R. So mm. the idea of um, real life consequences mm. and real life things in being in, introduced, it all has to be a fantasy. Mm. And if you're talking about sex, it has to be funny. Mm. That's why American Pie had an NC-17, which is our R18 plus. Mm. Um, but because they they made it funnier, they kept mm. adding things that were funny. It got an R because mm. therefore it's not serious. Mm. The minute anything is serious, you shoot someone in a Marvel film. There's no blood. It's not serious unless mm. there's a plot there's, there's unless plot it's behind. an alien that you've shot and then it's not actually blood it's a, blood's you know alien blood that's then it's blue. pg <laughs> then it's pg right but, but exactly that where These it's are like strange loopholes exactly the minute that it's not serious and there's mm. no repercussions it's mm. this is just based on the mpaa ones it's pg 13 m mm. Ser- repercussions or even gay relationships mm. with any great detail not that much not explicit but just conversations no, not that it's they're not used to be funny it's mm. then it, like the character aren't meant to be funny their relationships and sexuality mm. it then goes to an r and it's like well why mm. why is the marvel film where a thousand people get shot with no blood and it's not realistic oh, look, i've, I've yeah. had this dis- these discussions before like yeah. yeah look at universal soldier um yep. you know here's a guy that goes out and you know kills a thousand people yeah um, but then you look at um and you know that was an m yeah, that was M. That's M, right? Yeah. yeah. But then you look at something like Saving Private Ryan, where in the opening scene, you've got um, realistic scenes of war. Yeah. Um, and that's an R. 
Yeah, well, it's MA now because they had to fight. They had to fight mm. saying, no, it's based on World War Two and it's a real thing that happened. They're like, okay, we'll, we'll get... But you would think that the one that shows that you're this yeah. invincible guy that can go through yeah. in, in, in the contextually is impossible. Yeah. It's probably a poor lesson to be teaching people that are Precisely. at a certain age. Because it's impossible and comical in its mm. own way, even mm. though it is treated seriously, mm. um, it's fine. Mm. But the real one where it's like, no, this is what happens with violence. This mm. is how it really happens. No, that's too much. Don't show them. Mm. Um, and one of my favorite stories is Taxi Driver. Mm. That got an X. And yeah, that was... Uh, what did the Yanks call it? Uh, NC-17. Well, yeah. Back in 76, it was X. They didn't have... They had to do NC-17. But it was an X. And they're like, no, there's nothing you can do to fix it. It's an X. So you'll get into four theaters and then it'll die off. Because mm. most cinemas won't play NC-17 or X. Mm. Um, and this is a story that I hope... I hope it's real, but I don't think it is. I hope so. There, but it's going to sound cool anyway. It's very cool. <laughs> uh, Martin Scorsese had just made Taxi Driver. It was his number one film. He was like, mm. oh, my God, I've made my masterpiece. And then some guy from the ratings board says, nuts, an X. Mm. That's it. You're screwed. And he goes, no one's going to see it. And then um, Columbia, who'd given him mm. a few million to make it, which no one's going to fund Taxi Driver now. They would in the 70s. Mm. said, you've got to cut it to an R or else we're not releasing it. Or else mm. it'll just die off. We won't even do the four theaters. So he sat up all night with a bottle of something a bourbon or whatever and a gun and he was going to go into the next day and shoot the man who said you've got it Jesus I hope that's a true story and he was sitting there and he had filmmakers going no don't do it no No, you've got your whole life ahead of you I'm going to shoot the guy and I'm going to film it yeah exactly rate that (laughs) we've got a PG-13 not too much blood Um, but that was a thing I like stories like that like um, you hear stories of you know like Al Pacino being arrested at the front of a bank with two revolvers and and a balaclava you go that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you wish. Um, but then but then what happened was someone gave him the idea at four o'clock in the morning, a few hours before his meeting, to mm. change the blood from red to orange. Yeah, um, it is very orange in that film. Yes. And he, he went through and changed it to orange. And mm. then when they did it, they said, thank you for your cuts. We really appreciate you took our... Yeah, it's very uh, Duke Nukem looking. Exactly. In, that, in uh, that sense. I think they've they've coloured it since and changed it. But back so then, they, should. they thought that he cut five minutes. He goes, no, I just changed the blood. And he, had to, the color. He, he had them at that ten years later. But yeah, see, it all comes down to perceptions, though. Because, you know, this is all about offensing, uh, offending people, right? Yes. And offence is subjective. I think there are lines when it comes to violence, though. They're very prone to... Well, especially at that time of... T- Taxi driver, actually. Yeah. Because it goes through a switch between um, who's running Hollywood. It's either producers or directors. Yeah. And before Taxi Driver coming out, it was the producers running Hollywood. Yeah. They get a film and they figure out the film formula. Right, this makes money. Make 10 of these. Yeah. Right. And we're seeing that in um, the the um, uh, Western slash superhero films now. This is making money. Keep doing this. Yes. Right. This is going to make money. Um, but they these films like, you know, The, the Godfather and, um, well, The First Godfather. Yeah. And uh, stuff like Taxi Driver. Yeah. Uh, these kind of films, they were, and Apocalypse Now, that was, that, yeah. that was another one of these films, right? Where directors were taking control of Hollywood again. Yeah. They're going, we know how to entertain people. You guys got no idea. You're, you're too busy making money. We're trying to tell stories. Yeah. And we can make it for cheap. And then they would get the money mm. and then they'd go over budget. Mm. And they're like, well, we've got two thirds. You might as well give us the rest. And they get their original <laughs> budget anyway, which is what they did for Apocalypse Now. Mm. But that's the thing. They knew how to be tricky about it. Even then, there was some trepidation, but they could still get the money, most of the money to get the thing through. And it's like, yeah, but you then can't you do that now. And then you're dealing with, the, I don't know, but the stories of Marlon Brando going bloody you know uh, totally jungle and going mustang yeah. into the jungle and you know um was it martin sheen 
Having a heart attack. Having a heart attack and yeah. uh, drinking too much. Had been up for three days. You read between the lines and he's kicking mirrors and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. that is awesome. Well, someone uh, someone said to a friend, I think it was even Steven Soderbergh, he goes, oh, so how do you find, so what do you think of Apocalypse Now? Now, And he goes, it's a good documentary. And that was, that's the best answer I've ever heard. Of my oh, life. man, and some of these one-liners that are just like, uh, that, that embedded it to being a classic, you know. I love the smell of mate napalm in the morning. Yep. All of these sort of things. You know, um, Charlie don't surf. You know, yeah, all of these yeah. sort of things that are just you know uh, that are embedded. You know, are, are you talking to me? Yeah, like yeah. that has just echoed through films since that happened. Yes, that's how iconic these things are, and they're timeless. I watched Taxi Driver about six months ago. Yeah, and it's such a timeless film. It still tells the same story about yeah. what we where the zeitgeist that we're in today. Yes, technology is different, but yeah. the story is the same. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I dread the remakes, though. You know, the remakes. Oh, it's happening. It's ha- they, they're doing these things, and they shouldn't be doing it. No. Like, you know. But they'll make their money on opening weekend, then it'll f- die off because no one's really keen to... You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Yeah, but they went, okay, Total Recall. They went out and made Total Recall. It's not Total Recall. It's no, it's nothing. There's nothing to do with Total Recall. No. What they're doing, if if that was a way for filmmakers <laughs> to make films and have a, a name in front of it mm. and call it a remake, I wouldn't hate that. Um, if they got some freedom, because it's like, no, I've got the name and the title and the mm. and the audience, so leave us alone. I wouldn't hate that system because there's no other way to make the film. Like, no, very few original films are coming out now. Well, not with COVID, but just yeah, but there's no originality to like Point Break. They remade Point Break, and yeah. it's nothing like the first. Like no. nothing. No, it's a monster commercial, and I love it. But yeah. that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, again, though, it had so much potential. The ideas in it were cool, but yeah. I don't think it was well executed. Yeah. Um, I dread the day they try to make, you know, Back to the Future again. Oh, no, they have. It's called Rick and Morty. Um, yes. But it's yep. like Back to the Future on acid, but that's another story. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> there's a remake that works. Um, kind of. Kind of works. <laughs> well, yeah. So, with, I, I think, the idea of classification, which you would know, but the MPAA one, I think, um, it hasn't changed. OFLC ratings, mm. I think, have changed. They've been a bit more lenient. MPA hasn't, mm. and it's re- there's ne- it's negative. They let some weird stuff through, man. They let some weird stuff through, but the context. It, it just it's like you didn't watch the whole thing you yeah, watch it in pieces it's weird yeah, but like they've, it's- they've put they've put um uh, what I would classify pornography on TV yes totally yeah. like I mean like to get really graphic they call it a seal if a yeah. seal is made yes <laughs> yep um, on certain appendages of um you know certain um, particulars of the human race yes that being men yep and um, uh, women being the seal yeah sounds terrible yep. but this is how they do it yeah yeah yep 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 this is this is not my idea folks it's not my idea I did not. not. They do it. They call it a seal. If a That's, seal is made, it's porn. I didn't know that. That's yeah, a, that's well, what they do. My, the story but that they've I had, they've done these things and yeah. it's been on telly because of the story. It's got a context. Yeah. That's, well, I've heard this thing of um, if... SBS, after 12, check it out. <laughs> I think everyone has. <laughs> but basically, they have. Come on. <laughs> I know. I know. Every 50-year-old boy's watching this going, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, we know. 12 a.m. Well, they um, don't need that anymore. They've got the internet. Yeah. Like, I didn't true. have the internet. All I had was the uh, Kmart catalogue and SBS after midnight. Fair yeah. enough. Well, yeah. now, it's world news now, so let's not get... <laughs> pick, this, pick the day. Um, but I heard the story of that it was... If if it's women and they were full frontal naked, mm. it's still R uh, M A. If it's male, it's R and M A. If it's funny, uh, sorry, it's M A R. If it's funny, 
money, but if they're if it's erect and mm. it, or if it's serious or both, that's an X. That's an NC seventeen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's um, it's not classifiable. Yeah. Um, but oh, look, um, we talked about knocked up. Yes. That ha- they they got a, a loophole yes. in there because of a medic air quotations a medical procedure crowning. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yep. she was crowning, and they were like, "Oh my god!" It was yeah, you know, it was a bit intense. And to fight it, yeah. I don't know if it was funny. Was that funny? Um, it was a little bit funny. His reaction's funny. That, yeah, well, it's just what it's, that, that's why that's your experience. There. Yeah, is it funny? Is, is it joyful? Is it joyful? I don't know. It's meant to be. Na- I'm, I'm pretty sure it's meant to be natural. But anyway, that's another. Um, well, <laughs> again, though, they've pushed it through through this loophole. Yeah. Well, um, the, no pun intended. Well, <laughs> refused refused classification. Actually, I, I guess it kind of started inadvertently, accidentally through Zack and Mary make a porno mm. when that film got made. Yeah. And I was following Kevin Smith, and I was just listening. And you see his nutsack in the yeah. end when he gets to the fridge. Yeah, but that's not what got them an NC seventeen. <laughs> that was still R, and I'm like, because it wasn't erect. Well, how could you do that? He's got a, He's got a the fruit bowl. I know, I know. But that ain't, but <laughs> and like, full shot. Acceptable usage are. But NC-17 <laughs> was references. References were screwing them over. And Kevin Smith's going, I don't know what to do with this. The nudity and the sex was fine, but the references got us an X and NC-17. Wow. See, this is what I mean. This comes down to the context. It, it becomes down to the person. Yeah. Like, there's some things that you can define. That's offensive. Don't don't put that on. It's upsetting people. Mm-hmm. But there's other things that you go, well, this is nudity, and if you're of age, you should be able to see this. Yeah. It's, it's just don't show the real-life um, scenario and repercussions of things. Yeah. It has to be fantasy. It has to be, or it has to be funny where you can laugh at it, and it doesn't resemble a real-life Well, I'm sure studies would show. Not that I know. I haven't studied it, but... <laughs> you put on a lab coat, we'll study it. Yeah, we'll study it. But maybe yeah. there's someone out there studying this stuff. Like, you know, what is the impact of fanciful ideas on young people and screen time yes. versus showing them reality. Yeah. They, they must have an effect on the brain. That's what... It ref- must. That's what Refused is about, and it's only, it's a 15-minute movie about that, where mm. if, what if you had a scenario and then the MPAA ruined it and then you watch the scenario again and what does that do? But it's a comedy. I'm mm. not I'm not that dry. Mm. I'm not going to make it dry. <laughs> Anyone who's seen Audio Guide, I'm not going to make it dry, I promise. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was not going to get funding ever. Mm. And even the, the producer I have now was just kind of laughing when he read the script. And I, the co-writer mm. was going, you're not going to get funding for this. Like, eh, let's try. Mm. We don't do standalone features. I'm like, fair enough. We don't do standalone shorts. So. Shorts, yeah. So, um, we, that's it's a nice way of saying fuck off. Um, I guess. <laughs> just I'm, fuck off man leave us alone we saw your application last year we saw it this year yeah. no yeah. <laughs> but hear me out here's this drawing board of the mpaa go away i, um, should, I shouldn't i shouldn't bag them out they do do funding and they do provide some yeah. opportunities they do a lot they do a lot of great stuff but we don't fall into that category and i, I, I never, get, and I never have with anything I've but ever it's hard to, to yeah like you can't get funding for a feature unless you've previously directed a feature yep you see that you see the problem with that yeah if you're an emerging artist how do you direct a feature yes Without getting funding. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you got to go out and do it yourself. That's what I've always done. I've gone, yeah. fuck it. I'm just doing it myself, man. Yeah. I just paid for it myself. I don't care. That was me too. And that, but, but I was doing it on film, so I was learning more. And Fucking crazy person. You're a crazy person shooting on film. How expensive and crazy. Grazie. <laughs> um, no, well, I went to Panavision and uh, said to them... <laughs> I, I don't want to shoot digital. Um, I know that's a luxury and I know that's a privilege, but I'd like to use one of Where'd your you film cameras. Di- what do I do? But isn't there only one guy left in Australia that does... Yeah, Werner. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the only guy left, right? Yeah, he's 83. And he does it out of his garage in Kiriwi. Yeah, wow. And he's like, ah, oh, Chris, you didn't shoot on the phone. And I'm like, no, Werner. And I have these roles of going, Werner, Chabella. And he goes, I'm not Italian. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, 
<laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I saw a documentary about him on uh, ABC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's, he's the best. Um, he, yeah, they call, it the, they call him the last... Filmmaker, something, was, was something, so. something like that. It was a play on words. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Yet. I need to because I love work. It's really good. He's always supported me, and he always, every time I call him, he know, he go, hi, it, it's Chris. Ah, oh, Chris, Super Sixteen. That's what he calls me, and I'm like, oh, word up. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he's Mr. Super Sixteen. Mr. Super Sixteen. How are you? Uh, we, well, um, maybe talking about the process of audio guide. We shot that in five and a half rolls, so fifty three mm. minutes was our everything that we shot, mm. and then the film's fourteen minutes because we just knew what we wanted and um but i just did that i i learned on film and i was learning a lot more Mm. a lot more than i think i would on digital and then i was on a set where they were shooting digital and everyone was looking at the monitor and everyone was having opinions that's why i think a lot of filmmakers like this film yeah maybe Maybe because it it plays to the heart yeah it plays to why we got into this why we um aspired to be this as children yeah you know you look to you know i have memories of hearing that projector in in the cinema you you can hear it yeah um and it it, in fact you'd normally sit in the middle not just to get the better sound but to get away from the projector yes but you'd still hear it yeah you know I, i miss it and i love it and there's something about the idea of film is the idea of magic mm. and the idea of making magic mm. and it's seeing um, 24 frames, magic in 24 frames per second mm. and that stuck with me and, and I guess unfortunately for my finances which are now at minus 400. Please donate to our crowdfund. Um, <laughs> but it really is a thing of like, no, I like the idea of if you shoot on film, you get magic in two takes or three and you have a better relationship mm. or a working relationship with your actor and I'm like, these are all pluses for me. Mm. I want that. I want that idea of like audio guide having a piece of magic to it because we shot it on film in a few takes and we had everything positioned. Yeah, it's pretty rock and roll. Yeah, we it's pretty rock and roll. We didn't cut corners. Well, you, we, ha- you can't. No, and I'm like, great, good, yeah. and that that means because no, it's going to be better now. Mm. It has to be better by a little bit. So yeah, that that was me just going out, doing it my own way, but on film because I'm like, I, if no one's going to shoot on film, if no one's going to, then I will. Mm. Fuck it. Yeah, so. fuck it. Why not? Yeah. And yeah. this next one's going to be on film. I don't care how much money we get for it. If we get $4, <laughs> well, I'll talk to Kodak. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be happy. I hope so. Chris, you've been a student for quite some time. Yes. How about them rates? Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Just hear a dial tone. But, you know, Pan- Panavision did help me out. Panavision yeah. were very sweet. Do they, they give you a hat? They normally give everyone a hat. Panavision? Yeah. No. You can even get a hat? Man, I'm getting film Panavision. cameras. Panavision. Give me a hat. I'm getting film cameras for cheap. They ain't going to give me a hat. Oh man, you deserve a hat. We um, if I if I showed you the invoice, I ain't getting a hat. They're like, get the hell out of here. Just take the camera and leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and I'm like, that's okay. Um, they know me as the guy who takes their dusty film camera for cheap mm. because they. I said to them, I just need to know how much will an Ari Alexa or a Red cost. Mm. I'm no, I don't want to shoot on it. I just want to know. And it was about. It was a little, it was over half, it was more than double, sorry. Um, And I'm like, okay, good, I can justify that. And I said, look, I need, I want to shoot this up for me because we'll give it to you for cheap because no one's using it. Mm. One guy in the US was, he's not doing it anymore. I I heard a rumor that Todd Haynes was going to shoot his next Mm. movie on 16. And and I heard a rumor that Carol was shot on Mm. 16 cameras in Mm. Sydney, blah, blah, blah. But all the same, I went to them and I just told them, I want to shoot on film. What Mm. can I do? And they helped. They really helped. So I didn't get a hat. Yeah. I already got that. The hat was the, the, hat. the money we, we paid for a 16 millimetric. <laughs> and, I, and Super 16 is my favourite. Um, yeah. Out of all the film formats, it's that one. 35, oh, yeah. I want to shoot one day, but Super 16 looks like... Yeah. I did look pristine, though. 
Thank you. It was really good. That, that's what I mean. I, th- I, th- I think that's what you. I think that's the heart chords that you've pulled on with that film. It's yeah. not, just, not just that it's it's good. It's a great film. Thank you. Like uh, walking through, um, you know, and she's uh, going through the art gallery and yeah. uh, guys go. Is it out online yet? Not yet. Not yet. We're still doing a festival wrong with COVID. Still on like a festival. Good. I don't want to give it too much away. Like yeah. go to a festival, uh, guys, when you get a chance, or a digital festival because we're in COVID. Yep. So St Kilda runs just finished, but hopefully something soon coming up. Yeah. And and, and in the next year or so, you'll probably have it out online for everyone yes, to, I hope so, to yeah. munch over. And, and and you've got your um uh, uh, so for your crowdfunding for yep. um uh, refuse classification again yes. a great fantastic name. Thank uh, you. Where can guys go for um to help you crowdfund this film that is going to be shot on film Super Sixteen as always. Um, which I know sounds like a fuck you. Why are you asking for funds when you're wanting to shoot on film and shoot digital if you're desperate? And I'm like, it doesn't cost that much different. It doesn't. Mm. I'm going to put in the rest for post-production, even if I didn't. Mm. It really won't be. Um, Australian Cultural Fund and look for Refuse Classification. Um, and there'll be some more info on it there. And Yeah, great. Yeah. Man, this is fantastic. I just, I, I, Look, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in the show today. Thank you. Talking about um, shooting on film. Thank you. I think we could have gone for another two hours easily. Can we? Easily. No, 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 no. I don't know. I think I've only got ten minutes of uh, digital film left. Well, <laughs> if only shooting on Super 16 would have eight minutes of roll. I should have put the 128 gigas in. I only put the 64 gigas in. Oh. No, I've only got the 64 gigas in there, so there's no uh, getting around it. Oh, it's about to go, so I've got to wrap it up. Damn it. I'm about yeah. to crash. All right. All right, you've been watching The Pager Train. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having once me. Once again, and don't forget to subscribe and go across to Facebook and tick like. You've been watching The Pager Train, and we'll see you next time. Oh, that was it, man. That was a bit energetic at the end, wasn't it? Yeah, that was easy. (laughs) Yeah, because it's starting to flash at me and shit. It's like, I'm going to shut down. Damn it. You shut down. That was too quick. I liked it. That was fun. (laughs)